Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, so I looked I looked up uh, Nicholas Cage Joseph Fines on Google. Literally just put Nicholas Cage Joseph Fines, and the first thing that comes up is the worst movie actors of all time <laughs> on IMDb. That's so terrible. I know. I do feel bad for. I feel more bad for Joseph Fines than <laughs> Nicholas Cage. He doesn't deserve that. No. What has he done that deserves that category? <laughs> I, I mean, honestly. Well, he did play Michael Jackson recently in what? a TV movie. What? Did you miss? Oh, that's that? right. There was a controversy about it. And Why would it be Joseph Fiennes? Oh, I'll show you a picture. You no. appreciate this. You're kidding me. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I don't know if that was the best career decision he's ever made. Oh, my God. It was a TV movie about the life of um, uh, Liz, uh, Liz Taylor, I believe, that was supposed mm-hmm. to star, like, all sorts of people. Uh, it's, it, it, <laughs> oh, my <laughs> it God. It looks like it's... Uh, I know. I just lost... It, you're going to have to take a... Sc- what? <laughs> Dude, you got to take a screenshot of that. We're posting that on, on the page. That is awful. Yeah, yeah. He... Oh, I, Joseph, we can't defend you anymore. No. Man. no can't do it. You, there was a big... There was a lot of... Um, oh, my God. Backlash that because the black community was like, he was black. You can't cast Joseph's voice. And I then re- there's this I remember thing. the backlash. I do remember reading that now. And they're like, well, I mean, yeah, he was black. Like... In but. theory, but I mean, no, 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 no. If, we, if we hired a black actor, there would be makeup for six hours. Well, that's okay. Himself up. That's okay. Uh, backlash fully justified. <laughs> Joseph finds in there looks like I'm trying to think. He looks so much like oh, what's the actor's name? Oh, I can't. <laughs> no, he he looks he yeah yeah no no. There's an actor that I have in my head. That he looks like in that makeup and nothing like Actually, Michael Jackson. Actually, he kind of looked like the guy in that picture you showed us. He kind of looked like in the, the movie Disaster Artist, the guy that James Franco played. <laughs> he did look like Tommy Wiseau a yeah. little bit, yes. Lisa, Elizabeth, you're tearing me apart. <laughs> oh. And that was his accent too, which is even worse. <laughs> Michael, it's not Michael. <laughs> All right. We have the River Horse IPAs, Sean. The opener is closest to you. So oh, if you yes. want to do the honors first and... Uh, Indeed. Make some noise for the. Oh, I didn't actually put it in the other. Ah, that's right. I screwed Brad, up. Brad will do oh, it. Left. He's a professional radio guy. Go ahead, Brad. What do you want me to do with this? Besides open it? Well, just open, open it. it. Don't worry about it. I don't want to make it too complex. Oh, there you go. Look at that. That's Yeah, that's sweet. No, no. I, I, I was looking for this, actually. See? Oh. That's what I was Yeah, I did not for. get that. Yeah, no, that's okay. But here's the River Horse IPA. Uh, 5.7% alcohol by volume. Gentlemen. And the hippo's still on there. The, the hippopotamus is still there. Cheers, gents. Cheers. Cheers, indeed. You guys are sending me back to Manhattan. You know, <laughs> not of, uh, you know, 100%, you know. That's right. But how many days do you get to come on a podcast? No. That's true. Because for you to come back, we're going to have to wait, what, till like the Olympics are freaking over or March Madness? April, probably. April, right. So you might as well have some fun. That's fair. No, that's fair. I like it. Ooh, okay. This is hoppy. I don't know what hoppy is, but I think that's what this is. 
<laughs> nice. No, this is nice. It's light. Not too carbonated. Mm. I love that. It tastes fruity to me. A little bit citrusy. Yeah, absolutely. I think I like the Amber Ale better, but this is a nice beer. I would agree. I think the Amber Ale, for me, uh, a little bit better. This I taste the hippo in this a little bit more. Mm. <laughs> it's fruity and it's hippo-ish. That's, a, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's my expert opinion. I was going to say I that. I could definitely break down mm. beers for a living. Mm. You want to bring me back? That's a Nicolas Cage movie. I taste the hippo, a love story. <laughs> and it's about a blind uh, zoologist that so hippopotami. Hippopotamus colon for the love of the beer. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't see why not. You make it sound like it's weird or something. So, anyway, so uh, where were we with, with Yolanda and her misadventures? Where do we stop? Uh, oh, yeah, Raspy Guy came in the VW. Yep. There was some explanation going on. They all got in the VW and left. One of you pointed out the VW was like, you know, it just had one, one distinct dent in it. It did, on the front left fender. And I was like, come on, fucking bunch of guys, what the hell? Why I mean, they it- got a jacket they have to return by 8 p.m. that night. That's right. So clearly the car, and we can't get the dent out. No, no, we've seen, what was, what was the one? Uh, Unriddle, was that the one that was really bad? With the bad chase? Maybe, yeah. And they had like a 2003 like Hyundai. So that like like the budget on this movie. <laughs> it was like, wait a second. And they were, they were like, they're in a car chase with like just this sedan. You're like, whoa, with this Hyundai Sonata. Yeah, they were doing like 15 miles an hour in the curves. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part was like, I don't know who the DP was, but man, everything was done like off kilter. So if you're in the shot, like the frame ends here and, and like there's just a bunch of in the background. It, and it was about like a tough cop. And young co- and this woman, she's in charge of this young new uh, uh, police squad. And she's young and he's an old grizzled veteran and he's helping her. And they meet up for drinks. And I don't know what they pay the cops in China. But like she had a glass of champagne and he, he had the ultimate tough guy, used to be a cop, now a detective drink. A strawberry martini. Oh, yeah. You have to. No, it wasn't yeah. even a strawberry martini. It was a strawberry margarita. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because it was all icy. And like Sean said, he was like, I can't think of a worse drink to pick for continuity than yeah. a freaking uh, drink with freaking <laughs> ice that's made out of slush. Yeah. It's like, wait. Clearly, they were going for taste over continuity. Yeah, totally. This actor was like, no. <laughs> It's in my contract. Fuck off. I don't care if I need 81 of these to make the scene happen. Every time we shoot, I need a new one. That's right. So That's great. So That's great. So our heroes all, or anti-heroes, not sure which they are now, get in the VW and go off. Now the scene again switches back to Spanish Matthew Fox, I believe. And he's... Can we just call him Paprika Fox to make it easier? Paprika Fox is yeah, fine. Yeah, that's that'll good. work. Cause, yeah, that's actually good. I like that. Dude, you should be in marketing. I'm, I'm That's you. why I'm here, guys. It's all about the hippos, the beer, and the paprika. Okay. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so he is in that order. He is like on a dirt road that's supposed to be like in the woods somewhere, but there's obviously a fence, and it's just like a dirt road behind somebody's properties. <laughs> the way they film it, and a pickup truck turns the corner and comes, and he takes out his little red handkerchief that he stole from a random jeep in the woods, and 
there's literally nothing there. There's no, it's not like it's a highway, it's the middle of the night or something. It's the middle of the day, and he's waving down the pickup truck with his handkerchief, even though he's alone in the road, <laughs> visible, yeah. plain as day. It's like, oh, was the pickup driver going to miss you? And we're laughing about it and thinking, it, they can't be that stupid. And they actually go for it because the pickup driver kind of drives past him and goes by, yeah. and he starts hobbling after the guy and yelling, like, how did you miss me? I was literally in the middle of this single dirt lane, dirt road, right in front of you. If I didn't get out the way, you would have run me over. And then what, maybe he was thinking, like, if I don't have the handkerchief, he would just wave at me. <laughs> or, like, he would just give me a high five. <laughs> I don't know, right? Yeah. Maybe it's a cultural <laughs> thing that we're missing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so... So Red is some kind of sign for, like, danger. It's like bull. It's this like is the fighting. danger That's right. It's like... <laughs> toro, toro. All right. So... He waves. He finally waves the guy down. Well, maybe Red is in stock because if it was a green handkerchief, they'd be like, "Oh, I can keep going." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> keep yeah. coming this way. You got the checkered flag. I'm looking for the checkered flag. <laughs> it's NASCAR, but it's Spanish, so it's NASCAR. It's white. Like, oh, I'm just gonna leave him. He's surrendering. It's <laughs> That's a good That's green. A... Keep going. Red, stop danger. That's a good piece of like psychological experimentation. If you had a checkered flag. And people, if people just stop, you just wave your check flag, and they're just like, they're I, just won. Like, I won, I won. Oh, I didn't know I was in a race, but I'll take the trophy. Okay, then. <laughs> that actually makes me think, I saw a video a day ago, two a day, a day or two ago online, they did like an experiment in uh, Italy, where they were, like, they were like in a pizzeria, and it was supposed to be like practical jokes, and they decided to do the very weird American thing and put pineapple on the pizza. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Show these I guys. I don't get that for the record. I don't get that. I, I've had it and it doesn't taste bad but it's not something that I, I would like. like it. I'm on the weird guys. I like it. Well, I like I it. I want with... pizza. I don't want fruit on my pizza. If I want fruit, I'll have fruit. If I want pizza, I want pizza. I don't right. want right. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Tomato is a fruit. It, this is true. <laughs> so like, oh, I'm fine with tomato. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But here's yeah. your cantaloupe on the next one. Here's the thing. If there's pineapple, there should be ham on it. Oh, okay. so the, the yeah, salt no, yeah, cuts yeah. The, the, yeah. the sweet. But anyway, so they show these guys, they put like just slices of pineapple on the pizza. They come to the places and you see this woman opens up and they're running the, the subtitles, the translation. She's like, what the fuck? I'm giving you money, you treat me like shit, and just slap the pizza like right <laughs> into the guy's face. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, the Italians want no, like, what are you doing to my pizza? And I'm like, I'm kind of with them because why are you putting pineapple on pizza? All right, so... Go with me on this one. Okay. We got a new movie. <laughs> Nicolas Cage walks into a restaurant and is not as an American because otherwise he would know the whole Well, he's Italian. He's one thing. of the Coppolas. Right. Yeah. So he with walks big, in playing himself. With a know, big, thick mustache. Maybe. And then walks into this, you know, pizzeria and asks for whatever, gets a pie, and he sees the pineapple on the pizza. Oh, you know, sir, here's your pizza. And he just freaks out. And turns over the tray and storms out and mutters something in Italian which he can't really speak. <laughs> I don't know. I think that that might be his first movie That's of 2018. Pineapple colon a pizza tragedy. <laughs> but 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 I would have to, to have Arnold in there, and when they offer him the pizza, he like he sits down and it's like a personal pie and there's pineapple on it. He stands up, flips the entire table, and yells, Get to the chopper! And then he like, runs out. They should do a movie together at some point, don't you they think? They should do. Didn't they? Have they not? You know what? They're going to be in, in... What's the Stallone one? They're going to be in Expendable Force. He, there's no way he's not throwing like that to Nicolas Cage. One. 
Because like every '90s and '80s action star has been in those freaking movies. Dolph Lundgren. I don't think Cage was in it though. No, Bruce Willis. No, was. Bruce Willis, but they kicked Bruce Willis off at number three. They did because apparently because he was making Die Hard Seven. No, apparently they offered him two, three million dollars for four days of shooting, and he wanted a million dollars a day. And Stallone yeah. was like, "Yeah, dude, no." And instead, he got Harrison Ford. And I was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> Harrison Ford did that one? Yep. Harrison Ford. I thought Harrison would be above that, but I guess not. You know what? He's old. He's just having fun now. He doesn't give a shit. He played a pilot in it, and he play, flies planes. Well, I didn't see Blade Runner yet, but apparently that's that killed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. So, Sean saw it. I didn't yeah, see it yet. It was very good. The, the latest Blade Runner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Nicolas Cage and all sorts of things have ever been in the film scale. That's a that's, real... That's a tragedy. That is a tragedy. That's, that's a tragedy. tragedy. Is that... Is that, do you think... I mean, just because we're talking about it, the, the combo as I drop my bottle cap again. Uh, <laughs> I'm not drunk. Uh, <laughs> this is normal on a Monday. Like, the two movie, like, two actors or two famous movie stars that, like, have not been in a movie, they're like, they have to make a movie together, you know? Well, I mean... I mean, we could do this all day. That's a whole other podcast. But yeah. I just thought of that. I was like, wow. Well, I mean, the whole thing with The Expendables, that was that was Schwarzenegger's idea back when they were, like, top uh, uh, box office winners. Like, back in the 90s, like, when he was making, you know, um, Terminator 2 and, and Van Damme was coming out with, like... And he had, what was it, Time Cop was his biggest uh, commercial success, I think, and critical success... And Stallone was doing, you know, your Tango and Cashes and your Demolition Man or whatever. And Schwarzenegger said, we should do like a modern day Magnificent Seven. And his like, accent was so thick that when he's describing it to the accountant, what came out of it was Planet Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, there you go, Arnold, here's the restaurant you wanted. That's fronted by you and Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. You're like, no, I wanted no, the movie. No. I wanted no. the biggest... Hollywood, 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 Hollywood. Of a Hollywood movie. I don't care about your uh, buffalo wings. We gave you what you wanted, a restaurant <laughs> named after Planet, and there's a bunch of famous stuff on the wall that you guys signed. And the food, they don't even serve no. food. No! Oh, you schnitzel brain! Oh. And they don't serve food in Hollywood because everyone needs to be skinny. So it's a Planet Hollywood with no food and just a lot of fancy stuff on the wall. That's what you asked for, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Growing up as a kid in England, I, that's very misrepresented. I always believe that the food in Hollywood is just big Tower burgers and wings and <laughs> yes. beer and I guess it's not no no, no. no. Yeah. quinoa and <laughs> right stuff so anyway back to back to Yolanda and her adventures so Paprika Fox is um gets picked up by the pickup tr- truck driver the pickup truck driver says he'll give him a ride but he can't sit in the front cabin he has to go back in the pickup bed so he goes in the pickup bed and they drive off then it cuts to and I might be getting some of these sequences wrong, but they cut to the locker room in the boxing gym, and it's the guy in the suit. This is maybe my favorite scene in the <laughs> yes, whole it was. in the whole show. It was. It's the guy in the suit sitting in the foreground with his back towards the guy who used to have the hand towel on his shoulder in the back, and they're having this intense conversation. And then the guy with that had the hand towels uh, on his shoulders has all this like tattoo designs. And then on like the left shoulder, there are all these little symbols, to, and we thought it was like maybe some math equation or something. I think it was an algebra teacher that was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of working with kids. <laughs> I want to go work at a gym. 
and I want to train Box. boxers. Yes. And I need to look like I'm a boxing trainer. Yes. So I'm going to get some tattoos, but I don't want to totally give up the whole math part of my that career. So I'm just going to put some very discreet numbers and symbols on my yeah. shoulders. He Googled like ink. what tattoo to get, and they were like, you need to get a tattoo that talk, that's the about Pythagorean you. The Pythagorean theorem. That's about your whatever your, you know, what what tattoo describes your personality. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Sine, cosine, and tangent. Can I get that on the left <laughs> shoulder? <laughs> yeah, right. A right. squared, B squared, C squared on the right. And just make them swirly so it looks kind of confusing. <laughs> right, right. So, and it was just such a stupid, they're having this conversation and they're not looking at each other. And Sean's getting pissed off because Sean's like, Shut up. Turn around. Who talks like that? Nobody talks like that. <laughs> and and they have this conversation, and then they get up, and they leave, or the guy in the suit gets up and leaves. And then it cuts to, and then shows the ring, and three of the girls, including the original girl who's like the badass boxer, is sitting on the ring, and she's like, ha, 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 because the two guys are facing each other off, and they're talking about whatever they're talking about. Was was she with the two line dancers? Could we? Did we I don't know. That? Those were the line dancers, but they could have been. No, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, they could have been. been. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah. Hey, it's a good thought. Good observation. Then we cut back to Yolanda and Posse in the VW driving, and they pull over somewhere on the side of the road. And Yolanda and the guy, the old guy that was with the gravelly voice, get out. And start just talking about stuff. And uh, Mustache is in the car. And turns to the daughter. Man. And says, I knew your mother. And they show a flashback scene. And mom is in prison. Mustache is a prison guard. Gravelly voice guy is is in charge of all the prison guards. And he goes to mom and she kicks him in the nuts and like elbows him in the jaw. And then the other guards drag her away. And he's talking to (laughs) the daughter kind of like, yeah, we know each other. We're old friends. You know, don't you worry about it. But what we thought, Brad, do you want to say what you thought he was saying? Well. (laughs) You want me to do it? (laughs) Mustache man? Yeah. What what mustache was I don't know. I, I think, well, first of all, the fact that like, um, Yolanda was in prison, just beating the piss out of everybody, including Mustache Man and yeah. our gravelly voiced uh, elder. I don't think she kicked him. Did she Did not? She? No, no, no. He was just saying, "Bring her." Okay, because he was in charge of the guards. The so guards clearly, they were—I mean, they were not literally on opposite sides of prison bars. of the law, right? And now all of a sudden, we—they're all in back cahoots. To present day, and they're all working together, which I couldn't figure out, and I just. The entire time, feel sympathy for the daughter, this middle schooler, however old she is, who's now sitting in the back seat with Mustache Man. Yep. Professional Mustache Professional Man. We're not talking about man. any mustache. We discussed this. Professional Mustache Man. Right. And just like, oh my God, there's nobody else in the car, just the two of them in the back seat. You can only imagine what he's trying to say to her. Like, Yeah. I think... I, I She's think... got her algebra homework to deal with, and <laughs> there's not anyone with a shoulder to cry on. Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Or to be able to help her out. shoulder to help. You know shoulder I mean? to help, like, right. No cheat right. <laughs> I think I, I think he really enjoyed getting kicked in the nuts by mom, and he was asking her if she would kick him in the nuts. It was kind of like, you know, just putting that out there, letting you know that if you feel like... I don't like know how you're feeling room. about it, if you get right. angry, angry. If you get angry, yeah. But maybe he did, because when we started watching the show, she was in the house or wherever they were and mustache man was on the ground right 
So he was knocked out by somebody. Somebody. Now, was it the mother, Yolanda? Was it the daughter? We don't know. Because they almost gave you that hint, like, oh my God, he's waking up, and her back is to us, so mm. is he going to attack? Right, right. And there was So also, many possibilities. And, and there I was also that it. scene when, like, they show her from behind, and she bends down to, like, and you're like, uh-oh, are we going to get an upskirt shot? And thankfully, no, we didn't. But, um... Then, then they shows. So he has this conversation with her, and she's just like blank faced. She's like, she's cool as a cucumber, showing nothing. And um, uh, um, then it cuts to oh, then the Federales show up at the house, mm-hmm. and the the bunch of them run out. And they got machine guns, and they search the house, and nobody's at the house. And they go search the the uh, shed. Yeah. And they're like, stop, no, go look. It's like, everything's on fire. There's a bunch of... Oh, and the one guy who's in charge of the Federales comes across the corpse. And then, how does he check to see if the corpse is alive? He steps on the corpse and wiggles it with his foot. And then it's just like, is this standard procedure? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but you, you know, the little, give the a little kick. Poke. Yeah, a little poke there. Right, right. So... Uh, yeah, and then it cuts back to Yolanda and gravelly voice guy. And they're sitting in the woods now chatting like amicably. And I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But they... They, uh... uh they've definitely uh, got history. There's they've history. got... Yeah, yeah, they, they've definitely got history. That's correct. They've got history. And it's just like everything is calm. Like, oh, we didn't just burn down a big shed with, like, three corpses around it. I don't know what's going on. Mm. It's just bizarre cut. And then it cuts back to the Federales, the two Federales in charge. And they're like, ah, oh, nobody's here. And then the one guy's just kind of shrugging his shoulders like, eh. <laughs> and, and it literally looks like they're trying to pick out what they're going to have for lunch. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, I guess in Mexico this happens every day. <laughs> right. He's just like, uh, you want to have burritos today? No, I feel like pizza. Oh, let's do the hamburgers. Oh. Oh, I hate Americans. Oh, no. pineapple. Please, pineapple on the pizza. Pineapple. <laughs> Where's the pineapple? <laughs> right. And the guy's like, pineapple? Uh, I don't know. Pineapple? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's, not, uh, that's not something I like very much. Uh, I'm not doing any pineapple. So, yeah, that was... A lot of material. Not as not as much material as Pasión de Gavilanes, I have to say. No, I mean, but that was that was a mixture of genres. Like that was throwing up. Like there was there was high comedy. Yes. There was tragedy. Yes. There was drama. There was sexiness. Sex, sexiness. Sexual tension. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a bit of everything. There was a bit that, of yeah. everything. Pasión de Gavilanes is, but we we that's that's a mind that we can go back to so much because if I remember correctly, there was like some. 280 episodes or something like that of yeah, that? Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot. Well, it's like a week. It's, it's on like every week, I guess. Right, it's, it's a soap, soap opera. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could watch shows though. I mean, what do we watch? 20 minutes of 20, this show? 20 minutes. You could watch, I mean, so many, what a dozen things minimum happened in this 20 minutes or more. I mean, you could watch other shows where like two things happen in 20 minutes. Oh, no, that's true. So this was like, whatever, yeah, like what we picked, good choice by no, you, Tomo. It, it was, I mean, a lot to break down. Yeah, no, no, yeah, because we've, we've done like uh, Love Me As I Am, which was a Turkish show. And we're like, oh, let's watch this show. And it was 20 minutes of like <sighs> just talking. Like nothing. They, they, they just talk. Like barely even anything interesting to, in fact, in one scene, this chick is in, in like a coffee house. And the guy keeps coming, trying to refill her drink. 
But apparently the refills aren't free because every time he comes to like refill her like tea, she puts her hand over the teacup and like that's the running gag, like coming back to that like six times or something. Like nothing happened. It was like the most uninteresting we've had thing. Some weird, we we there was one where we were like, oh, we've never done a reality show. Oh so we my like, goodness! Oh, let's find this. This is a Japanese reality TV show. Yeah. So we're thinking like, okay, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be Watch fantastic. It, Twenty minutes of just a bunch of really well-behaved, polite Japanese teenagers talking yes. in different rooms who knows about what you no. can see you can see the producers being like crap we cast it <laughs> no 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 apparently and we looked it up apparently this was their idea they they're sick and tired of all these like you know outrageous people like uh, uh, being uh, 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 antagonistic towards each other all the time mm. we're going to have a show where everybody's just behaving normally and being polite and this because they watched that this stuff? is the Japanese version of like that thing on Netflix where you can just watch like a fireplace crackling and just relax. That was the Japanese version of this. No, the best part about the show twenty <laughs> times the price yeah. to do. But, but the best part, it was called. Oh, what was it called? Uh, 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 something House Aloha State. Yeah, and it was like it was but, in Hawaii. It was in Hawaii, and the best part of it was they had like a studio audience, and there was a bunch of like comedians, like three generations. There was like. A guy and a girl in their twenties, and a guy, a man and a woman in their thirties, and then a man and a woman in their forties or fifties, and whatever material they were mining, of course, because we're not, we don't speak Japanese, so we don't know what they were saying, was killing. Oh, that's less. That was the as you'd imagine Japanese. That was just like that. And everyone going, yeah. But watching this footage of just these like teenagers, just literally just like mumble, mumble. So, so you you want to have something to drink? Yeah, let's have something to drink. Oh, did you watch the football game yesterday? Yeah, it wasn't very good. No, yeah. It was literally that. Yeah. It was that. So, Is there a show you guys have um, critiqued that you would consider watching like with subtitles from the beginning? Oh, absolutely. There's been a few. Yeah. There's been quite okay. a few, yeah. There was one, uh, what was the, you know what, I have my book here. Uh, the French Thriller, which was fantastic. It was, actually, it was a movie. Yeah. It was a movie, yeah. Um, let's see. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, I'm looking for a new show on Netflix. I'm counting on you guys to give me some suggestions for real. I was not like I'm... no, just watch the 20 minutes of the 20th yeah. episode. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so, uh, Cruel is a French movie, and that that looked good. That was that was really good. I'd go back. That and looked watch good. That. Yeah, it looked good. <laughs> I'd watch that. That looked good. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I'm trying to look back here, see what we've watched. The 100 was fun. Yeah. We had a lot of stuff with that. Subot. Definitely I'd watch Subot. Because that was hilarious. It yeah. was like the unintentional humor. Pasión de Gavilanes is like the unintentional humor is just, you know. Oh, yeah. Then we've had specials because we like watched uh, Alien Covenant. We watched The Room. If you haven't seen The Room yet. No, I. You, I mean, you and I saw. We may have seen um, clips of it. Um, when we were uh, in one of those workshops um, where I remember seeing like clips of it, like this is the worst movie of all time. You have to see it. This is like a couple years ago. I think right when um, James Franco had um, bought the rights oh, oh, um, to, to the book, to right, the disaster right, right, artist right, book. Right. And I was like, I'd never heard of the room. And it's like, I've been meaning to watch it. Now the movie is out on, I feel like I have to watch the room, you the know. actual movie before I see the disaster artist. Yeah. I feel like I should to see how bad it really you is know, to I, see what we're dealing well, with. Well, you've seen both of so why I have, you... <clears throat> I have a theory that actually it is better to 
probably watch Disaster Houses first and then The Room, or not watch The Room, just watch Disaster Houses, because Disaster Houses was good, and I enjoyed it, yeah. but it was more interesting than funny, because mm-hmm. I know how incredibly funny The Room is. Right. Like, it is just the funniest movie. It's but so funny. not funny on purpose. No, 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 no. no, no. Unintentional humor. hilariously funny. Yeah. That this comedy movie that's based on reality is trying to, like, actually... That, real like script editors have tried to craft funny moments from I'm like yeah that's funny but like it's not like the room funny no you know it's interesting now is it worth reading the book because there's a book or is the book the movie is Disaster Artist the movie is basically about the book which is about the movie The Room I think you can read the book just as is from what I've heard I think you can just read the book and it's just an interesting read about a crazy film right Um, but there's a lot in the because a lot of the film is you visually you're seeing them recreate scenes from the the room and you're just watching it going like oh, but it's not as terrible. I remember seeing some scenes where I'm just like, oh my god, this was actually someone paid money to see this. Oh yeah, someone paid money. to James make Franco this. is the best as far as like accuracy to what goes on. James Franco does a great job. Unfortunately, I just don't think anyone else involved they do a good job of like physically approximating copying, it. approximating it. No one is as good an actor to be able to be as terrible as, as James everybody Franco. else. Like James That's Franco does a good Tommy, but no one else manages to recreate how terrible those performances were. Right. Everyone else is just kind of good actors that are doing a good shot of basically con- imitating. It's, it's they're doing the thing that if they had the script and they were in the room, you'd watch the film and go, "No, this isn't a good film." Right, because but you they're wouldn't okay laugh. actors because with a good script. right because the script but when was you awful. Have terrible actors with a terrible script. That's where the magic comes from. In the <laughs> yes. Room. And, and, and perfect example, and I might have even mentioned it on one of the episodes. I was uh, with with my wife, and I was like telling her, I was like, "Oh man, my abs are really like hurting me today." And she's like, "What? Well, what'd you do yesterday?" I said, "Well, no, you know, we were at the gym. I just did, I did chest and biceps to, and legs. There's no reason for my abs to be hurt. So why are my abs hurt? And I'm kind of getting alarmed. I'm like, "Oh, do I have a goal, you know, stone or what? What?" And then I'm like, "Oh no, I know why my abs are hurting." Because last night we went to see The Room and I laughed nonstop for two hours. Like, non-freaking-stop. The Room, the original. The Room, yes. The unintentional humor is through The Room. And, I mean, you'll love it because you're into the acting. Just script-wise, acting-wise, the editing, uh, 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 the way the script brings up points and just forgets about them, like, instantly, like, nothing happened. It's just... It's just out of this world. It's like, yeah, like, it's, like, like he said. It's on my the list. magic just couldn't happen any other way. And you can get some great. The only place you can legitimately buy the movie is from his website. You Talk buy the DVD, yeah. <clears throat> and at the moment you can get great Christmas deals. I was on the website last night. Looking <laughs> I'm now very interested. There's a great sale for twenty nine ninety nine, listeners. You can get the room on DVD or Blu-ray or Blu-ray. That's important. Uh, and a jacket designed by Tommy. And a watch. That's right. You said he sells watches on his yeah, website. Yeah, you can get all the time. a watch, a jacket, and the DVD slash Blu-ray. What if you just want the movie without the watch and the jacket? You have to take a jacket and a watch. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's got a lot of boxes of watches and jackets, okay? And you need to take. So, it. is the movie only available on his website? Yeah, legitimately. I mean, obviously, that you can get right, it right, right. The only legitimate way you can buy the movie is through that. I mean, you can get on Amazon. But it's 10 bucks. It's still through his website. Like, Amazon buys it off him, I think. Okay. Yeah. It's 10 bucks. Yeah. I I do want to... Well, you say you can see the movie Disaster Artist without watching it. Yeah. You can, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was was also... Well, I think you do um, need to treat yourself to the room to see how bad... Well, there's... 
every month there's a the movie theater in the city that shows the religion midnight screening and he comes tommy Wiseau, the star director he comes and he joins he does a q a and he like talks to the guests and hangs out with them and they show the room yeah. and it's like Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. people go and they go crazy it's every month and it's on like Saturday it's like Friday and Saturday this comes at, at the Saturday. landmark the landmark and see yeah I may have to do that <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> I, I definitely should. want to I may have to do because I had never heard of this movie until a couple of years ago and it was right when the rights of the book were optioned James Franco had bought them or whatever however that works and um, they're going to making a movie about they're making a movie about the movie no they're making a movie about the book that's about the movie. Like, oh, okay. okay. And now that it's here, it's like, oh, you know. It's, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But if anybody, if anybody, like you said, could could take a part like that and um, jump into it, and I think he was like in character. I think he directed. Yeah. James Franco yeah, yeah. directed the movie. Yeah, yeah. In character, <laughs> Tommy Wiseau too. So yeah. that's yeah. Well, what he did was apparently after the movie, because Tommy Wiseau has a phone line. That like you call and he like literally would pick up himself and answer and talk to people and take orders, and so apparently James Franco went to his house and was answering the phones in character as Tommy Wiseau, and people didn't know any better. And he was like, "Hi, Tommy. Yes, okay, you want? Very nice." There was uh, James Franco did an interview and um, they said, "Well, did did Tommy see the movie?" He goes, "Oh yeah, he came to the screening," and he said, well, "What did he say?" He said, "Well, he said I." I asked him what he thought when it was over, and Tommy said, "Oh well, yeah, everything was good, but the, I'm not going to do the accent because I can't. Like, everything was good, but the, the lighting wasn't great." Said, well, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, you were wearing sunglasses during the <laughs> I saw that uh, with yeah. uh, Kibble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Tommy was giving the critique, kind of like how how would the shoot went. Everything was good, but the lighting. Like, you were wearing sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is it is really crazy and weird, and it's odd how the, it kind of comes through as like catch twenty two. It all comes to fruition because Tommy Wiseau, his big like, acting hero is James Dean, and it says it in the Disaster Artist like he was inspired to act by James Dean. He loved James Dean, and then Franco played James Dean in right. the biopic they did like you know fifteen years ago, whatever it was. Right. So he loved James Dean, and then Franco played James Dean, and then Franco is playing Tommy Wiseau, is inspired by James Dean. It's this weird like. Ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah. Going on, and like, there's a scene in the movie where Franco, as Tommy was over standing at the like the crash site of James Dean, like lamenting James Dean. It's really weird. It's like, oh, this is meanwhile, some... meanwhile, James Dean somewhere is like, what the hell did I do to deserve this? <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> on earth? Like, I can't right. get an acting for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents, let's let's review our food, shall we? We have the empanadas from Casual Habana Cafe. We had a chicken, beef, and chorizo empanada. Do you guys want to differentiate between? What you had grade wise, or you want to do them overall? I'd say I'd say overall because I don't know if yeah. I I just started eating yeah. them and I knew the chicken, but I really couldn't necessarily differentiate between the other two. But they were delicious. They were all really good. Okay, so why don't we? Why, why don't you start, uh, Sean? Yeah, I, I like them. Good. Anything I'd say, I just more of them. Just bigger. Yeah, they were quite small. They were little. They were, they're smaller empanadas. Yeah, um, that surprised me a little. But they were cheap though. They were like one empanada eaters. Yeah. yeah. So you know. But it was I'd like I'd like them a little bigger just because it was so good. Yeah, I, I well that's why I was gonna I was gonna get us a empanada mania, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, a great yeah. one that's around the corner, and their empanadas are like this big, and the guy's been on like a Food Network and all sorts. Of, so, but anyway, casual habana is still delicious. They're just a little bit small. Yeah, it was very nice though. It's very so, tasty. What do you give it? Uh, o to five. What do you give the empanadas? Four point two out of five. Four point two. Yeah. Very good. Oh, we're going. Uh, 
Decimal points. Yes, we are. We were talking colons before, so I guess that's <laughs> only appropriate. Um, I don't eat empanadas a lot. Is uh, it my turn? Yeah, sure. I don't eat empanadas a lot, so I, in terms of the size, I can't. I mean, but I do. I did. I was left wanting more, but I think that's whole, the whole point of the. Yeah. I guess right. I'm gonna go four point four. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. I. Yeah. Right there with you guys. It's. They're a little bit small, but they were super delicious. All of them. The chorizo bacon. Love the the, the beef. Fantastic. Chicken. Great. Yeah, I'm giving chicken a, good, chicken beef good, good. Yeah. bacon good. <laughs> yeah, what's the what's the and, and I mean honestly, when you sauce good, when you you go to some Skip of these places shit. next time, <laughs> when you go to some of these places, bread <laughs> When you go to some of these places, it's kind of like how do you screw it up? You have chicken, you have pork, you have bacon. How do you, how do you make it bad? It's like. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll oh, you give, can boil it. That can make it. I, I will just. You say someone doesn't know what they're doing. Just put them all in. Just walk and boil it. And just see what happens. I'll, I'll give. I'll give the empanadas a four point three. Okay, so now very particular on your gradings. I yeah. Well, I I'm kind of in between that. you guys. I'm right there. So <laughs> yeah. I'm in between the four point four one and the four point two nine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now and that guy on the show had a, a tattoo on his shoulder that said four point three three. Nice. <laughs> okay, so first one up is the River Horse Special Ale. Sean. Uh, good, tasty. It was nice. It was a little. Uh, it was you know easy drinking. Yep. Good. I said it before. Good, kind of like a, a substitute for the you know normal drink you get for a family gathering or party that you know anyone could really drink and not have a problem with, and but a little bit more interesting than the normal off the shelf stuff. Like your Corona light. Yeah. yeah okay. Oh God. Yeah. Which I'm never having again after how you guys described it. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you give the what do you give the um, River Horse Special? I give it a. Three point seven. Okay. I was gonna. I was gonna say three point seven eight. Three point seven eight one four five. Three point one four. I'll give it a five. I'll give it a five. Oh, and what about the IPA, sir, that you have in front of you right IPA, now? IPA, um, a little higher. I'd say IPA. Um, <laughs> again, I'm trying to do point. Three point eight one. I'd say colon. Three point nine. Give it a colon. Was it? Is it the decimal? Point nine, three point nine. Three point nine. Yeah. Is it the decimal colon? Okay. He's English, yeah. so decimal colon. All right, Bradley. Gosh, what are you? you're getting so, Sean. You're getting so particular on your numbers. I feel like I was going to yeah. just really just throw out a whole number, but now I think like yeah. I can't do that because that's not putting enough thought into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the um, amber. Yeah. That's what we're doing first, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna go four point nine. Whoa! Woo! Are you serious? That's a... No, <laughs> <laughs> because I would to, I mean, to put things to put things in well, for somebody who's never done a podcast about Obviously. beer before. <laughs> I wasn't giving the rating system beforehand. <laughs> well, I mean, because to put things in perspective, oh boy, a 5.0 is you would never want to drink another beer again. Oh, well, that's not true, right? Can I change my rating then? You, can, you certainly can. That's why I'm like, are you serious? This is because 4.9 means it's literally the best beer you've oh, ever had. Oh, that's not true. Okay, but it's very good. I'm okay. gonna go 4.1. Okay, very good. All right, yeah. fair. And what about the IPA? The IPA I didn't like as much. Okay, um, hoppier as I think. Hoppier, yes, was what I said. Yeah. So I'm gonna go um, 3.3. Whoa, that's a hell of a drop off, but okay. 
Don't let them put any pressure on you. You can use the most mercurial. I mean, I'm sweating. I mean, it's like just get, just go, just go to somebody else. I'm done. I can't do this <laughs> Okay. Uh, I also actually like the special ale better than the IPA. I'm going to give the special ale a three point nine. And you guys the, are tough critics. And uh, the IPA, <laughs> you know what it is? You know what it is? At this point, we've had so many beers. It's our scale is always sliding. So there's like, we've had a couple of beers that are like 4.7 and nothing's gone above that. Yeah. But those beers are really just like, oh my God, I'll drink this like every day. So, yeah. So you don't mind me raiding your fridge and dumping every river horse <laughs> amber in my bag on the way back to the city? <laughs> no. no. I mean, unfortunately, we drank all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm giving, I'm giving the special ale 3.9 and I'm giving the IPA a 3.7. I'm kind of mirroring young Sean. Wow, you guys... Literally just swapped your numbers. Yes, we did. Ah, originality did. doesn't win here, does okay. it? Clearly. <laughs> so now for 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 the final uh, 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 portion of the program, we try to figure out what's going on here. So, being that Br- young Bradley is is the guest and the special guest and a professional broadcaster, mind you, um, I would like to ask you. Oh, what he you could be more not. professional. He's he's about one mustache away from being. Oh yeah, it's, it's the one thing lacking, I think, on my LinkedIn but you know profile. What? But you know what? Need, if you have, can you imagine over if you had that big bushy mustache? How seriously people would take you? Honestly, I don't even know if I get on the job. People will be intimidated. <laughs> I'd be like, Jesus Christ! I have to start my own production. <laughs> there would be, company. there would literally be a biopic starring Nick Cage. And that's be. honestly my goal in life is to accomplish enough where Nicolas Cage would want to star in a movie about me. Yeah, that's, well, that's I think you I think you'll do it for like twenty dollars in a two hundred dollars a day. I yes, he will. Else. Big yeah. names only. <laughs> so, what do you think is <laughs> what do you sandwich like? Good ham sandwich, <laughs> toasted butter bread. I'd actually do a movie for that. To be honest with you. Okay, so uh, La Querida del Centauro. What do you think is going on here in our episode? Yolanda mata por Gerardo. All right. I think um, mm-hmm. Yolanda broke out of prison. Uh-huh. And I think um, she's looking for vengeance. Okay. Colon, colon love. love. Uh, oh, uh, nice. Against, against the, nice. the guy, the drug lord uh-huh. that put her in prison in the first place. Oh. And she's been able to recruit a couple of the mustache man prison guard uh-huh. and the prison guard leader, right? if that's a thing, mm-hmm. to help her. And all while she's actually pulled her daughter out of school for exams. Fear, right? <laughs> <laughs> Final exams. Her daughter's like, I can't do it. I didn't study. So she's like, come on, you're with us. Let's go. And um, she's been able, along the way, we're seeing her you know, basically kill people one by one as she's trying to track down the drug lord and um i think that's where we're at right now in the story nice she's that's... searching for the drug lord mm-hmm. and now um uh paprika man what's uh-huh. what do we call paprika fox. oh paprika fox yeah i think he's he she's recruited him along with the uh prison guards uh-huh. to help her track down the drug lord and she's doing whatever she can she'll arson whatever she's got to do to get to him She's like, I'm coming for you, and I don't, and I, and maybe, and maybe one of the two guys in the boxing ring, two guys in the suit, uh-huh. the ones that wouldn't look at each other, right. make eye contact. One of those is the drug lord. Uh-huh. That's what I think is going to happen. I think there's going to be some kind of showdown, maybe line dancing in a bar. Maybe. I don't want to 
speculate. Well, someone, yeah, someone's no going to practice on that. I was going to say, it's, it's, that was such a legitimate breakdown that I was afraid to publish this podcast because he'll almost look foolish when he hears our breakdowns afterwards because he like took this very seriously and I'm very proud of him and I'm very impressed at his analysis. Don't tell me you you give like a three word synopsis. No, 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 we do not. We do not. We're we're very serious about it. Yours is very professional. That's what I'm saying. You might as well have a big old mustache, my friend. You guys don't know that I've been actually watching for Three hours a day, every day leading up to this podcast, I've been watching shows without subtitles, only the middle version of it to try and prepare See, for today. That's why he's a pro. He does his research beforehand. Uh, Not like Nicholas But I wasn't Cage. drinking beer. I was just having a lot of frozen yogurt. Okay. Well, uh, well, you, you don't know this show. Uh, um, young Mr. Brad Heller is also known as the DC, the dessert coordinator. In certain fame circles. It's a title that's actually I'm working to get a business card made of. That, that dude, you should totally do that. <laughs> because that would be fantastic. <laughs> and just go to the NFL and be like, hey, I'm a DC. Actually, on the first, um, like when I first was like, oh, I want to do some acting, whatever. I made a, you know, got headshots and made a business card. And the, you can put, you know, whatever, you did it on whatever website it was. And you could put like a quote on the back. Literally, I didn't know what to put. So the only quote I thought of was, this is before the whole dessert coordinator thing started, was uh, Michael Scott from The Office. It's never too early for ice cream. So that yeah. works, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Sean, what's your analysis of uh, La Querida del... to live up to right now. Yeah. yeah. La, quer- La Querida del Centauro. Well. Yolanda mata por Gerardo. So I, um, mm. you can see how seriously we take our breakdowns here. Um, yes. I, um, I spent pretty much most of the time uh-huh. when I should have been formulating an opinion as to what was going on here, uh-huh. trying to come up with an answer to a question that you posed earlier on in the podcast about which actors would you put in a film. Who would that be if you could put any yaks in the film that happened and yeah. stick them together? And I'd spent all this time formulating my own film in my yes! head. Yes! Yes! Uh, is what I've done. <laughs> Brad, you are nothing but a distraction. Instead. <laughs> instead. So uh, okay. I've projected my ADD onto others. It's Very good. Working. So I have... Um, okay. I have uh, two cops, uh-huh. two ex-cops, who were busted for corruption, uh-huh. for being bad cops. They were bad. Yes. You know, they, okay. they were just, they went, they followed their own rules. One was the, um, the the cop in charge and the other was his deputy at the time that was loaned for him. And then went to prison. These two cops are Nicolas Cage and Christopher Walken. Wow. Christopher Walken was the boss cop and Nicolas Cage was just following around. It was like training day style, but they went to prison. Okay. Uh, they're coming out of prison now uh-huh. only because... Science of the Lamb style. They're the only people who can help get behind bars. This one guy who eluded the city, who was also behind prison, but escaped. Who's uh-huh. the big crime lord kingpin at the time when they were cops. Okay. That they went into prison for. Who's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who's the big uh-huh. crime lord of the situation. The big, the big, the, the big daddy of the uh-huh. city. And he's out. Uh-huh. And he's come out. And the reason he broke out of prison was to be with his beautiful wife. Wow. His beautiful wife, Yolanda, who he needed to be with, who at the time he went into prison was like Kim Basinger or something. Uh-huh. And now, it's, since prison, it's has Yolanda. changed. It's had a sex change. Oh. It's now Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> In a beautiful dress. 
Oh my god! That's Ooh, brilliant! Uh, Ooh, uh. Ooh, you came out of prison for me! Huh. In a world, in a world. Schwarzenegger, Cage, Walken, Basinger slash Pacino. And that's that's my video. That's my and, 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 now I don't. Now I, I I don't think that would be possible. Ow! Now, yeah. now, it's me walking now. Mm. No. Okay. Your well, turn. I'm glad your analysis did nothing <laughs> with the show. Yeah. Okay. Um, my turn. <laughs> So what's going on here with Yolanda? She is doing all this stuff to get a big pile of cash so she could send her daughter to a nice college in the U.S. That's it. That's that's my analysis. But her daughter was, other than wearing a outfit that would represent her potentially going to Catholic school. Uh Huh. No mention or reference to school whatsoever no. on a Wednesday afternoon no. as they're blowing things up right. and killing people. Which shows the dedication of Yolanda. That's that's what I think was happening. Here. I like it. You know what? We don't judge. You guys don't judge, so I'm not going to judge. Hey. It's open-ended, and I like it. Hey. I want to watch it to see what happens. Hey, if if the Quig has freaking Kim Bassinger go to Sweden and turn into Al Pacino, I don't see why mine is any less legitimate. Yeah, but this title's got a colon in it, so oh, anything can happen. Oh, damn it. Anything can happen. You foiled me again, Quigley. Yeah. Damn you. All right, well, oh. <laughs> I, think, I think that's our two-parter episode, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Brad, thank you so much for coming out and joining us today. Fun. Thank you for feeding me uh, empanadas and alcohol. Yes. Yeah. Well, hey. I'm so much more fun. <laughs> very good. Well, folks, that is um, episode 27. And we'd like to wish you all happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Happy uh, holidays. Happy Kwanzaa, happy holidays, and a great and happy new year. And we will put these episodes over the next couple of weeks because we'll break it up into two. Otherwise, it's too long to listen in one. And uh, we'll see you guys next year. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thank you.